Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, where we will bring you some of the most interesting interviews and features from the world of tech. Visit irishtechnews.ie and check out our podcast section to explore all of our previous episodes. You can subscribe to our podcast using whatever your favourite app or service is by visiting anchor.fm forward slash irish-tech-news. Hello, I'm your host, Effie Pilarino, and today I'm delighted to have with us uh, an alumni of uh, one of the best uh, fintech accelerators here in, in Switzerland, uh, Sandipan Chakraborty. I hope I pronounce your name correctly, Sandipan. That's just perfect. Thank you, Effie. <laughs> well, welcome. Um, tell our audience that you are both the founder and the CEO of a fintech that is now quite seasoned, uh, Sonnect, and you'll be telling us what you're doing there. I think it's six years old now, right? So, yeah, thank you for, first of all, uh, Effie, for having me in this uh, show. Really appreciate that. Uh, and yes, you're right. Uh, Sonnect was founded in 2016, but we launched our product into the market in 2017. So five years in operation that we are currently running. Your, and, your background is in 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 finance, in payments, in, in what area? Yes. So I worked at Credit Suisse for almost uh, 12 years uh, here in Zurich and Bern, mostly in the payments area. So that was my background. Uh, I was playing different roles. I started off as an engineer, moved up in my career ladder, uh, became kind of took over some of the management responsibility towards the end of my career with Credit Suisse that day. And I was responsible for some of the large scale initiatives globally. Uh, in fact, including Basel II to Basel III migration and stuff like that. So I was involved there. So banking, payments, core banking, and banking regulations, these were my background uh, by working at Credit Suisse. And tell us what Sonnect does. Uh, Sure. So what Sonnect does, it simplifies the cost of cash handling for the banks and the retailers and creates more cash access opportunities for the consumers. So in very short, if you imagine Uber in the context of cash withdrawal, what you end up with is Sonnet because cash distribution for the bank is very expensive. Uh, About 60 years ago, ATMs were invented to reduce the cost of a bank branch. 60 years later, banks are actively talking about how to reduce the cost of an ATM because every ATM costs about 60 to 70,000 Swiss franc to install and another 20 to 30,000 Swiss franc every year to operate. Multiply that by the number of ATMs a bank has and a total countrywide, it's a massive cost for the entire banking industry. That's why you start to see a lot of bank branches are disappearing in many countries. A lot of ATMs are disappearing in many countries. And that's simply because the unit economics of running an ATM infrastructure is no longer sustainable. So uh, can similar- I, can, sorry to interrupt you, can I think of Sonnect as um, turning uh, anybody, any business into an ADM? Sort of speak. Correct. So, so that's the direction uh, uh, we want to go. So, what we identified is, uh, what does an ATM need? 
it's basically a physical machine with some cash inside so that people can come and pick it up, right? We identified what are the other concentrations of cash? Of course, cash also gets concentrated at a merchant till. And if you look at the merchant side, cash management is a huge cost for the merchants as well, because they need to collect, count, reconcile, and finally bring the cash back to the bank. And all those costs a huge amount of time, money for the retailers as well. So we thought, hang on a second, why can't we create a kind of a platform that connects those who want to withdraw cash in real time with those who want to deposit cash? And on the deposit side, typically is the retailers that they want to bring it back to the bank. And instead, they sign up on our platform, we show them as something which we call virtual ATM. And anybody in the neighborhood who is looking for cash, we do the geolocation-based matchmaking on our platform. So a bank customer, instead of going to a physical ATM, now goes to a merchant to pick up the cash. This way, the merchant gets rid of cash, they have more foot traffic to the store, they earn commission. Customers can withdraw cash at the click of a button from their smartphone anywhere they are. And finally, banks can save up to 50% in their cash distribution cost because we don't need any physical infrastructure to distribute the cash in the, into the economy. Brilliant. Actually, you know, I, I was not aware that there is such a thing as cash tech, like we say, you know, wealth tech and reg tech and so on. It seems... Uh, um, preparing to speak to you, I realized that there, there's a whole vertical that's called cash tech, and there are players in that. Can you tell us a little bit about that ecosystem? And, and of course, it's, it's astonishing to, to think that this is an ecosystem while we are digitizing and talking, you know, about getting rid of cash. We, we'll get there. But tell us about this vertical. Yeah, this whole space is pretty much emerging. I mean, cash uh, has been kind of a you know dinosaur in the payments uh, since uh, it exists, right? And what has been happening is until now, it was very restricted to some of the large players and whatever innovation that has been done came from those large players. But what's happening today is a lot of uh, young companies like ourselves are entering into that space because the space is so huge and in a lot of areas I see opportunities for disruption as well and there I see a good use of technology to those old school way of doing things to, to make it more efficient and make it 21st century ready. So there are currently multiple players. Some of the existing uh, large corporations are currently doing a lot of innovations and that is contributing towards this uh, cash tech ecosystem. But also similar players like Synect, uh, for example, there are companies in Germany, which is called Via Cash. There's a company in Singapore called SoCash. There is a company in uh, Bolivia called Blink. Uh, Shrap in UK. So there are various such young companies that are also entering into the space. And that is becoming a vertical, as you rightly find. It's, it's, this, this is uh, quite interesting. Um, I, I uh, also uh, realized that, that you guys earned an award 
in that uh, vertical, uh, right? Along with DBS Bank, I'm not sure what, what they are doing, but um, it seems to me, what 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 is your opinion about cash? Are you really supporting the informal economy through you and I mean anybody in cash tech? Is cash tech supporting the informal economy, which, by the way, we all understand in certain countries is is quite big and it will take time until we transition or they transition to uh, what we understand as a more mature financial system. Maybe they skip it and go otherwise. But are we talking about that or are we talking like in Switzerland, it's all about privacy and, and cultural sort of understanding. So so what is it? So um, I think cash has been stigmatized enough for being tagged and associated with informal economy. Um, if you ask me, how do I see cash? Uh, I see cash as the bicycle of payments. Let me explain. Um, you know, to go from point A to point B, you can either use a car, either you can use a public transport, or you can have a bicycle, whatever you know means of uh, transport that you can choose. Payment is also something very similar. You can sometimes pay with card, sometimes with mobile, sometimes with your uh, uh, bank account, sometimes with your credit card. All these possibilities are there, and cash is also there. So a lot of people think cash is the horse cart of payment because you know it will disappear. I heard that 20 years ago when I was entering into the financial world, cash is still here in big numbers. I mean, some of the numbers in some of the countries are mind boggling. And I don't believe it's gonna disappear anytime soon, not just because of informal economy. It's just because of people like to have payment choices. And what I mean by choice is that, you know, I can pick up my car to go to work one day. Next day, I can decide to go by bicycle because the weather is nice. And things like that, that happens also in the payments world. A lot of people I have seen, in, which are our customers, uh, for example, I, I come back to this. I think you might have heard today, all major Swiss banks offer our service to their customers through a partnership we have secured with Twint. Twint is the mobile operator of all major banks here. And Sonet is embedded inside that uh, ecosystem. Now, a lot of people question that time. Twint is purely digital. Why would a digital customer withdraw cash using Sonet, right? So it's just two sides of the coin. Uh, but everybody got surprised. Today, we are one of the top three services being used within Twint ecosystem. Wow. And that clearly proves there is a kind of a choice that we as a company or the industry need to provide to the consumers. If you want to use Twint, fine, pay with Twint. If you want to have cash, go have cash withdrawal as well. And that is what I believe the future of cash as well, a very hybrid ecosystem rather than pure digital or pure physical let alone that that we are all very much aware of uh, an altern and an offline alternative in case of you know any 
whatever you want to call it, uh, an electricity blackout. Um, the other day, there was a huge uh, uh, fire in a data warehouse in in South Korea, and the cacao, cacao. right cacao, uh, which monopolizes there. It's like maybe even ninety percent of communication and you know businesses people uh, is is around cacao and then you have 10 hours where uh, you know there's no um, access to to anything be it communication be it uh, payments banking and so on so even a couple of weeks ago in switzerland uh, i don't know whether you followed it uh, in cope one of the largest retailer here they had an outage also on their payment infrastructure and the entire day it was cash only. Yes, I, I wasn't aware of that, but I, I, I you know, it's, it's reasonable to assume that we will have such issues and, and we should have an, an alternative. You, you were at a conference in Madrid, the future of cash. Can, can you share with us takeaways from that conference? Uh, sure. So I will take talk about my personal takeaway, what I gathered out of those couple of days. My personal takeaway is um, I think everybody in the industry today is trying to do their own bits. Uh, and I realized it needs to be harmonized, uh, meaning a lot of collaboration is required, a lot of exchange of information and effort is required. And, and this is something that was my biggest takeaway because I found a lot of good initiatives being taken by a lot of companies, but they're all running in their silos and there is no interconnection between uh, them to create and make industry-wide impact. So this was my, one of the biggest takeaway. Uh, but the second takeaway that I also had was in this whole cash space, regulation is so rigid innovation is really tough as well because in some cases especially if i talk about our own company uh, we are currently licensed to operate across whole europe but as we scale our business outside switzerland we're now going live in italy we're looking into a few other european markets we are realizing every market has their own regulatory challenges and this needs to be standardized. Uh, this definitely requires regulatory revision. And, and, and this is what I kind of highlighted at the conference myself as a speaker. It needs to be top down if we need any uh, innovation in this ecosystem. And Ivan, even within the, the, the Eurozone area, there are differences with respect to cash. I mean, I can understand securities and, you know, more complex uh, uh, areas uh, of, of uh, you know, securities market, wealth and asset management. But you, you're telling me even with respect to cash and movement of cash, there are differences? Yeah. It's, it's not just about that. For example, um, I'm again talking about our own business and yeah. the area itself. Uh, when you distribute cash, every country has their own restrictions what role a merchant could play while distributing the cash? Who is actually responsible should something go wrong? Uh, and and these, these are the elements that are very sensitive. I understand that because cash is, you know, whoever holds, it's a bearer's money. So it's obviously bearer. it works yes. that. 
right? From that perspective, it needs to be controlled. But those control measures, those definitions, who is what in that ecosystem or that space, they are interpreted differently. Even though there is a European-wide standard, every regulator interprets this differently, and that creates a bit of gray zone when it comes to local legislations and laws. And this is what we are fighting at a country-specific level with central banks of each of those countries. And that's what we are trying to streamline. And we had conversations of also at the ECB level uh, to see how we can streamline this. Harmonization, harmonization, and, and so on. You know, you remind me, uh, Sandipan, of um, a humiliating experience I, I had. Um, I lived in Canada where you could go to the supermarket pay with your, you know, uh, get the bill, let's say it's $150, right? And I could pay with my debit card and say, please charge me 200 and give me the $50 in cash, yeah. right? And I was doing it all the time. That I guess is Sonect in Canada, you know, uh, uh, and, and I'm talking uh, quite a while ago. So then I moved to Greece and I went to one of the biggest supermarkets and said that. And the cashier, like, she was, I mean, she could tell that I was Greek, that I wasn't, you know, a foreigner. She couldn't understand what I was talking about. And I was asking for 20 euros cash, right? It was like, it didn't exist. Yeah. And, 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 you know, for me, that is, absolutely uh, a convenience and it also highlights what you said um, of you know working collaboratively my sense from going to conferences and and talking to players it's like cash tech is like an enemy to you know all the other digital payments you know wallets as you said you know the twins of the world and so on. And that is not correct. It's not correct, yeah. Right? It, 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 it is, it, we are losing value and network effects here. Correct. And and uh, just to talk about the cashback experience story that, that you were referring to here. Uh, so the, the only difference to that cashback model that existed for several years versus what we do here is, uh, in cashback, it's never guaranteed until you walk into the store, whether the store has got that, let's say, if you yes. want 100 euro, that cash or not. And with the current ecosystem, it's never guaranteed to go to a coffee shop and ask for 200 euro. So what we do is we eliminate that uncertainty with our model. So there is an app and you request 200 euro. It does a geolocation-based search around you and finds out the stores that can give you 200 euro right there, right at that location. And that's a big advantage uh, of applying technology into that solution, yeah. so cashback kind of a model. But coming back to this uh, collaboration topic, which you were just referring to, I'm a big believer of collaboration. And that's why we went ahead with our partnership with Twint. And we're looking at similar partnerships in other markets as well to bring both digital and the physical world together and uh, create choices for consumers. Putting consumers at the center of everything is the priority going forward. So what you're saying is, I mean, we've been focusing on giving choices 
but all of them digital, right? Yeah. If you're saying, wait a minute, why why not have the physical as a choice with, with that com convenience? And that should be the way. What are your thoughts around embedded finance and how we can start thinking of cash tech as as part of it? And when I say embedded finance, I'm I'm re really referring to non-financial businesses like the supermarket or the restaurant or you know some retailer, IKEA, whatever, um, and cash tech. Is that actually a, um, a better use case than any other or it should have been first so to speak no so i mean if you look at payment is one of the first use cases of embedded finance right so everywhere in any business you go there is a payment and there is an embedded finance the e-commerce exists because of those things right so from that perspective i think there is a huge role uh, that payment itself plays as, as part of embedded finance solutions there. And cash tech is just an extension of that. So what we do, for example, our platform is something like a marketplace, right? So we have the supplier side, which are the merchants, and then we have the consumers, which are coming from the banks, and we kind of connect them in real time. So in that marketplace, obviously, there is exchange of cash, there's a digital payment, everything is happening but how does that happen that is also important in my view uh, we all know psd2 and open banking is kind of uh, enabling that embedded finance even far further especially in eurozone and we also kind of take advantage of that so we prefer to stay away from let's say traditional payment rails like mastercard and visa and connect with the banks and, and directly via open banking and PSD2. So from a cash tech or our business perspective, we believe that creates a lot more opportunity going forward, uh, you know, account upon payment and everything uh, being enabled at the point of sale, that has a lot more value. And that is only possible because of this disintermediation of the banks in the middle and open banking is a huge boost for that. Very interesting. So in terms of, you know, the, the cash sort of uh, um, usage, of course, European countries vary and, you know, the world varies. How do you think about where you will go next? For example, you mentioned Italy, but, you know, going forward, do you look to go to countries that have high cash usage? or low cash usage? I mean, what's, what's your thinking there? So the way we pick our markets is a combination of high cash usage and high smartphone penetration as well. Uh, for example, Italy, it's over 80% of consumer payment is still done in cash. Uh, there are a lot of Southern European markets that are heavy cash markets as well. Eastern Europe is also very much cash-driven. Romania, Bulgaria, they're all cash-driven markets. Obviously, we don't want to go to Sweden, although we see a market opportunity there, but we don't pick Sweden and Nordic markets as a first market to go there. So we kind of 
which we called cash propensity, meaning you know how much cash is in circulation, how much cash withdrawals are happening, what's the percentage of consumer payment in cash. Considering all these factors, we believe Southern and Eastern Europe is much suited for a business like ours. And then we also look outside Europe. For example, we recently acquired a license to go to Mexico, and there is a huge market opportunity for us. Half the population is unbanked or underbanked. Uh, it's a cash economy completely. And the best part, uh, smartphone penetration is 80% above. So, so that's the perfect kind of setup for us. And most of the Latin American markets are similar. So I guess emerging markets are, are definitely uh, regions that you, that you would Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, like to, to expand. And what is your vision of cash tech, you know, with this CBDC, if you want, uh, um, what's, what's, what's the word that you would advise to use with the, the huge pipeline, if you want, of CBDC projects, who knows, maybe five years down the road, we do have a, a, a reasonable adoption or maybe wallets will really take over and become, you know, a much more uh, dominant uh, way of payment. H how do you think of this? You, you still think the world will be hybrid? We, we <laughs> do that? Yeah, so the word that we use um, to describe that word is called fidgetal which is uh, amalgamation of physical plus digital. And I'm a very strong believer of that because I think physical payment will continue to go down. So this there is a one trend and this is a non-reversal trend. That's definitely the way. And digital will continue to go up. But the physical payment volumes are still so high and digital is still a long way to go to meet that. There is a huge opportunity sitting in the middle which is the digital opportunity, which kind of touches the physical world, but also has a digital infrastructure uh, underneath. And you talked about CPDC. That's a definitely an interesting space. Uh, I'm uh, kind of observing it very closely. We also speak with a lot of central banks, including ECB. And most feedback that I have received so far is that even if central banks issue CBDC, um, there will be a coexistence of cash as well. So it will be cash and CBDC together. And that is kind of ensured by some of the strategies ECB has already published. Uh, there is a 2030 cash strategy. Uh, for example, they kind of guarantee issuance of cash until 2030. Uh, they kind of talk about access, acceptance, quality, uh, environmental impact, all these kind of strategies they're already laying out that clearly, clearly underpins that nobody is thinking about a world yet without cash, even though there will be coexistence of other means of payments, CBDCs, private money like Visa MasterCard, or even new players in account account payment. So I see a very diverse future in the next five to 10 years. And I also see a very strong emergence of the counter account payment uh, as well, uh, because I believe the duopoly of Visa MasterCard is somewhere being questioned, uh, thanks to open banking and all these 
initiatives and and there will be changes uh, coming into that space as well so definitely on the on that uh, front uh, europe is a very interesting uh, uh, place to be right absolutely absolutely because they've always uh, uh, been trying to to break that uh, monopoly basically through their antitrust uh, initiatives rather than uh, being able to to uh, nurture and foster uh, another entity right that that uh, takes over these monopolies i think that's that's really the way that they have tried do you agree absolutely and and i think uh, the reason why they are dominant today is because of their ubiquity they're present almost everywhere you see the same logo the same sign they've got to a scale it's hard to compete with no doubt about it but there are other you know players that will be emerging in the next five to ten years i'm fully confident that will also get to a similar size and scale and then this duopoly or monopoly will be challenged yeah it's interesting because at the end of the day visa and mastercard are there because of the huge inefficiencies of the payment rails right and and they do serve a good purpose uh, uh, because of these inefficiencies and as you said there's many other players that are filling in those gaps but they haven't scaled circling back to the to to your point that with collaborative efforts that we we can grow an ecosystem it will not be one corporation or, or two, but it will be a strong ecosystem. That is, that would be the ideal situation, right? With many, so a distributed ecosystem of players that are counterbalancing these duopolies, uh, that that would be the best solution. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm I'm strongly believing in that future ourselves because what we're seeing at the market is to build that future, you need to find a win-win-win business model that applies to the banks, to the merchants, to the consumers, and everybody has to gain something. We believe we have found one of such use cases with the cash, but as we scale, as we launch our platforms in multiple markets, we believe one day we could you know make that challenge so fingers crossed excellent well sandipan thank you so much it was extremely interesting our uh, conversation okay. uh, i'm and uh, uh, tell us before we leave of course i'll share so next um, um, website uh, so people can uh, check out uh, what exactly you're doing and as you grow maybe you know use uh, this but uh, what about you how can people connect with you what are your passions outside of cash and sonect uh, sure so you can visit us and follow us on social media uh, it's sonect me is the handle that we use and uh, our website is sonect.net so please go there check us out how we are planning to expand our business and if you see any opportunity for us to come to your markets in your country, please do reach out to us as well. Um, me personally, um, I'm no more a banker. I've you know, evolved out of being a banker for more than a decade to a startupper now. I'm enjoying my life at the moment. 
my wife gets furious about that because you know leaving a steady job and doing a, this kind of thing where every day is a new challenge is quite a, a thing but i'm enjoying myself uh, this new role that i'm playing here and uh, so all my passions which used to be photography and all these things are now put up on the shelves because i honestly do not get enough time for anything outside select at the moment how, how large is Select? Uh, how many employees? So we are currently about 32 people in the organization. Okay. And and uh, I want you to email me and let me know what the diversity of the group uh, looks like uh, these days in terms of any any measure of diversity uh, that, that you can think of. I, I, I don't expect you to know it off. Uh, oh, at a high level, I can already tell you, we are about uh, 10 nationalities, uh, three offices in three countries. So it's already quite an international company that we're operating here. So so I expect to see you maybe on the Greek islands. You know, we, we have many islands and it's the perfect, you know, spot to prove, you know, uh, uh, how, how practical it would be because no other country has so many islands inhabited and so difficult to you know distribute the infrastructure and costs and and so on right not just for business i love greek food so greece is one of my favorite countries <laughs> <laughs> so that's the next uh, voyage thank you so much uh, sandipan uh, it, it was great speaking with you thank you if you as well Thank you for listening to the latest Irish Tech News podcast. Check back every day for the latest episode. You can follow us on Twitter at Irish underscore tech news. On Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Irish Tech News. On LinkedIn, linkedin.com forward slash company forward slash Irish dash tech dash news. On Instagram, instagram.com forward slash Irish Tech News dot IE. And on TikTok, tiktok.com forward slash at Irish Tech News.